0: the full court press with eric franson and jason walker
1: welcome back to the uh you know to the to the show that we're doing right now
0: following the local teams breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews
2: there's gonna be much higher expectations sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table.
0: Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the full court press.
1: Yes, Touchdown! Did get it?
0: Hey, what's up, everybody?
2: Welcome on into another edition of the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker, hour two. Two hours of the Full Court Press. Tonight and every night, unless we get preempted by the Jazz or Skyview, or something like that, which there's, is possible.
3: There's plenty of Fridays uh, the next few weeks I'll be missing. Yeah, I'll be missing
2: some of it or all of it. You'll be skipping out from time to time.
3: Yeah, going to be doing that uh, play-by-play for the Logan Grizzlies.
2: Excited to see how that goes. Uh, you know, Unfortunately, Al Lewis, Hall of Fame broadcaster, uh, will... Will not be doing play by play anymore. Um, he is still, you still listen to him every morning on KVNU and as part of our KVNU game day coverage of the Utah State Aggies before and after every uh, Aggie football and uh, men's basketball game. But uh, as you mentioned, it is the start of high school football tomorrow. And we mentioned this a lot yesterday. Another reminder today that the Logan game is scheduled as a home game, but will not be played at Logan High. It will be at uh, Green Canyon High School in North Logan because they're still working on the track around the field, and so the uh, Logan versus Viewmont game tomorrow night will be at Green Canyon High School.
3: Yeah, and I was talking with uh, Coach Bone actually last night. I was was chatting with him, helping me get ready for Friday's game, and I was asking when they, he thinks they're going to be done, and, and based on what he heard, he's heard, I think they're playing on the road the next two games, and so I think they, well, they're yeah, they won't be
2: home again until like, like the, September 16th.
3: The, yeah, it's like yeah, it's the week of like I think it's the 13th, maybe it's the 16th, whatever Friday that is, like second or third week of September. Um, that's their next home game, and he's pretty sure they're going to be done by then because the main thing right now is he said think I think they're laying concrete, and once they finish that then they'll be able to at least get by. Because, again, the field's fine. It's the fact there's a bunch of regulations and there's, you know, danger. That, <laughs> the OSHA says is around, which, I mean, sure there is. There's a bunch of construction equipment lying around the field. Right. So they don't want to have games and things like that around a field that's – or around a track that doesn't have the concrete or any of the track stuff laid.
2: Yeah, because they they play against Viewmont this Friday. Then they're at Juan Diego the following week. They're involved with the Rocky Mountain kickoff up at Utah State. That's on a Thursday versus Bonneville. Then they're down at Woods Cross, and then they start region play at Skyview. So they will not have a game on Crimson Field until mid-September. Yeah, it'll it'll be well. They'll have two games in the Valley.
3: So, I mean, they'll basically be home games because uh, Bonneville is coming in from Idaho. It's not the Bonneville that's a little south of here, or I guess everything's south of here in Utah. But it's the Bonneville from north of here in Idaho.
2: Right. Yeah. So, uh, and in fact, we're going to get more details about that coming up next week. Uh, event organizers will be joining us. But a quick rundown of who's playing where for Region 11 football as the 2022 <sighs> football season gets underway on Friday. Bear River is at home. Now, they had a situation not totally similar to what Logan's going through now, but last year they were redoing their field, and so a lot of their the games at the start of the season were away to give them plenty of time to get that field stitched back together and improved, which was which was needed, and it's been great since it's been done. But uh, because of all the things they had to go through last year, this year they get a lot of home games. So they open up against Morgan and uh, that'll be Clint Payne and Jardine Nesson on the call on 104.9 The Ranch in Elder County. Streaming links will be available on Cash Valley Daily. Skyview hosting Salem, first time these two teams have ever faced each other. That'll be in Smithfield. Hurricane John Newbold and Rex Davis on the call here on the fan, pregame at 645, and you can watch that game on Cash Valley Daily. Green Canyon's on the road tomorrow. They're going to be at Crimson Cliffs, we have some friends and some partners in Southern Utah who will help us to broadcast that game so we can still have full play-by-play coverage of the Wolves. And that'll be on a 100.9 Light FM. We'll also provide links to follow along on Cash Valley Daily. Ridgeline is at home against Bonneville. This is the Utah Bonneville. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be on 104.5 The Ranch. You can also watch that game on Cash Valley Daily. Dave Simmons and Nick Zollinger will be on the call. For that one, for their season. And the Mountain Crest Mustangs, another team on the road, making the trip down south, playing Hurricane. And once again, we'll have some of our friends uh, in southern Utah helping us to uh, cover that game for us up here in the north. And that'll be on 1077-KLZX. And we'll have streaming links available on Cache Valley Daily as well.
3: You're saying friends like you're some kind of mob boss. We have friends (laughs) in southern Utah, and they will care of the game. <laughs> like, should I be worried? Do we need calling takes, the FBI hotline? All it takes is a phone call. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm sending them I'll, a gift. I'll make it happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do want to give a shout-out to the Green Canyon staff helping us out uh, transport some of our equipment uh, down there to, to get that the Green Canyon game taken care of. So uh, a lot of different people coming together to make sure these games uh, uh come to fruition and as as a group as a cash valley media group and our family of radio stations we, we've made the commitment financially with you know, lining up the right personnel getting uh, the right equipment put together to be able to cover every game that these teams play and you'll be able to listen or watch every game that takes place uh for every region 11 team so it's our commitment to do that. It's been a lot of fun doing that, and we're excited for a next, uh, the next season of high school football. It's, it's, I still can't believe it's tomorrow.
3: Yeah, and there's there's a lot of people who are working behind the scenes. I know a lot of us, you know, the play-by-play and color guys, we end up being kind of the face of that that coverage, but that's all we are is the face. There's the whole rest of the body. That, there's everyone who's done just a fantastic job. I mean, all the way down to, you know, Green Cane staff taking down equipment, you know, down south so we can get it done and the friends down in southern utah (laughs) who help us out and like i said all just all the people back in studio that are making sure everything's working right it's it's uh, it's an amazing effort i've gotten a small glimpse of and i can already tell this is something that there's a lot of effort being put into you know producing this for the valley and it's just an amazing thing
2: now one thing we don't entirely know is what the weather's going to look like tomorrow night um you don't have any friends (laughs) in the (laughs) i wish i had a friend in the weather business (laughs) more accurately predict uh but there is a chance of some thunderstorms and lightning tomorrow afternoon so uh fingers crossed that it doesn't disrupt these games they don't get delayed hopefully they can happen without incident or without uh, delay but uh we'll have more updates on that tomorrow when we get closer
3: I'll have an update at about 7 o'clock what the weather looks like <laughs> at 7 o'clock. That's about as far as I'll be able to tell you. Or about at yeah, 6.45. How about that? Yeah,
2: That's when. We'll, it's probably when I'll go on air. Uh, so anyway, uh, we did our top uh, teams for Region 11. We ran through and ranked uh, the standings who we think is going to be on top. We did that yesterday. Um, one thing we didn't do, actually, I thought of this after the show was over, um. With, and I'm just throwing this at you. Uh, this better not cold, be something complicated because otherwise I'm going to be in trouble. We did discuss this off the air. But if you were to look at uh, the, uh, this upcoming season and throw out who you think could be the preseason player of the year for Region 11, any particular player kind of stand out to you who that could be?
3: See, I know I wrote the preview literally, but I'm still not sure if I can answer that question. My first thoughts. Probably to Green Canyon's quarterback, uh, Jake Stevens, or Jack Stevens. I'm suddenly spacing out what his actual first name is. Um, Jackson Olson. Another problem is a lot of key contributors are new guys that weren't there last season. It's so like the two guys I named, they both started last year. Um, so a lot of other guys who, you know, the quarterbacks and running backs who tend to dominate that discussion... A lot of them are new. Um, Gavin Christensen with Green Canyon, he's a returning running back, so mm. there's a possibility there. Um, so I feel like it's going to have to come from Green Canyon, Ridgeland, or Skyview. With Skyview, we barely know who's really going to be the top contributors. We don't even know who their quarterback's going to be, let alone maybe who their dominant you know touch getter in terms of runs is. Uh, so it, it's hard for me to really feel like there is going to be anything close to a consensus favorite. There's just a handful of candidates that kind of stand out to me.
2: Uh, and I, I like all of those. And I would probably lean more towards uh, the Green Canyon quarterback as the probably the, the most probable. But maybe a dark horse I want to throw out there, a defensive player, uh, Tanner Paskett uh, for uh, for Ridgeline. Uh, showed great if he can stay healthy uh, shows a great ability to provide pressure to opposing quarterbacks and running backs get into the backfield to be very disruptive for ridgeline Uh, he'll be a senior this year um, and um, could be an interesting player to watch as uh, those honors don't normally go to two defensive players but um, he kind of stands out to me so if he can stay healthy he has shown stretches of games where he absolutely affects the game with how he approaches the defense.
3: Yeah, he would have to put up some pretty incredible numbers. And actually, 7854, I believe he's – I'm only seeing the preview. I need to maybe read the rest of his text. Where, Yeah, um, he brings up Will Wheatley uh, mm. for uh, for Green Canyon. Yeah, for Green Canyon. He uh, was a sophomore last year. I, I mentioned him in my article where oh, – I forget his exact stats – But really impressive, you know, as a defensive end, defensive lineman. (coughs) Um, And if he improves on those stats, he'd certainly be all-region. Again, it's really hard unless he's putting up some absurd numbers, you know, like 20 sacks and tackles for loss and like that. It's hard for defensive guys to really win, like, a player of the year award. You know, it's, it's like the Heisman or NFL MVP where there's, like, quarterback, running back, and that's pretty much it. Running back more often in high school because you're, you know, and especially in 4A when there aren't as many dominant passers, um, a lot of times there are kids who can run and also have a good arm. Right. <laughs> that, that's what several of the guys in Region 11 are going to be this year. It's true. Um, so, yeah, running backs, you know, they have a chance to run for like 2,000 yards. It's possible for 1,500. Um, last year, there was a 2,000 yard rusher um, from uh, Ridgeline. So, again, it's probably going to be a running back or a quarterback. There's a few known commodities in that sense, but Skyview could end up producing their own candidate if they have a really good year, and we just don't know who it is yet. Yeah. Um, And Ridgeland and Green Canyon both have their candidates that are a little more known, Olsen and Stevens. Uh, It's Jack Stevens. I did look it up to double-check. I doubted myself for a minute there. So those seem to be the possibilities. I know... um, Trampas Waite put forth his quarterback, Riker Jepson, I believe. He thought he was one of the best players in, in Region 11, or thinks he will be. Uh, Bear River might not have enough team success to warrant his uh, candidacy, at least by voting conventions. They may not be a fair voting convention, but that's just how it is.
2: Well, a few years ago, uh, and, I, and I recall when we did our own Region 11 media um, list. Where we did all region honors, we did named a coach of the year and player of the year. Ike Larson, at Skyview, he was the he was the player of the year, just for he was an incredible ball hawk, defensively. He did things offense on the offensive side as a wide receiver and did some things on special teams and just he impacted the game in so many different ways, but it was mostly because of his defense that stood out the most. But you know there have been times where yeah there at at, uh, at the high school level somebody who impacts the game in different ways other than just the quarterback and a running back can get that recognition. We've, we've seen that.
3: Yeah, it's really possible. And I guess with the fact that there's a lot more guys playing two ways, you know, Larson getting there because he's a two-way player, dominant on defense, also really impactful on offense. So that can certainly be a way that a defensive back or a linebacker, you know, maybe a linebacker who's also a running back or something like that. Um might be harder with the defensive lineman because then they go to the offensive line, and when they play offensive line, we forget about them. Yeah, they get lost. So, that is certainly a possibility. I don't know if there's a guy like Ike Larson out there. Probably isn't. He's kind of a special talent here from the valley. Um, so I'd imagine it's going to go to a quarterback or running back this year, but it is, I guess, certainly possible to see a guy like that, like an Ike Larson, if there's someone like that in the valley this year. But, again, we have to wait and see because there's so many unknown commodities this year. I don't know if it's been like this every year. I don't feel like it has been.
2: No, I agree with you. I think this is, has been a, as much as uh, as an up-in-the-air season as there's been for quite some time.
3: Yeah, because everybody's replacing before, everybody.
2: Maybe even since before Ridgeline came on as a new school. Yeah. So it's just like there's there's multiple new coaches.
3: There's... Coaches that are still fairly young in their in their tenures and haven't maybe been tested by this kind of you know you know test of reloading, like uh, Chris Howell at Skyview hasn't had to face this kind of reload yet. Uh, Travis Cox hasn't had to face this ridge line yet. And then there's you know two other new coaches and like it, it's just a crazy up in the air season where we don't know who any of the players are and it's tricky to figure out where everyone's gonna land unless you just base it all off of what we saw last year, which none of that may happen this year.
2: True. Uh, and it'll be fun following all the games on Cash Valley Daily, on our host of radio stations, uh, watching, listening, uh, going back and watching again, and just seeing it all play out. Um, whether you're at, at the game, uh, watching one in person, you can check in on other games in real time. With uh, listening on apps or Cash Valley Daily or on other radio stations, ways to follow along as uh, everybody's been playing on, on every Friday night, with a few exceptions. Logan will be playing on a Thursday night here in a few weeks. But uh, it's, it's an exciting time of the year, and the fact that it is so wide open, I think, makes it as, as intriguing as we've seen it in a long time. I, I think that there's probably been a year or two where we knew one team was going to be really good, there's an expectation that another team could be really good as well those years were exciting to see would they be able to knock off the other guys or you know take them off the mountain and replace them but this is also exciting just having it so wide open this year where it it hasn't been like that for quite a long time yeah i see
3: i love wide open races and i've i've compared it to a couple of the basketball seasons we've had back where you know it was really close both girls and uh boys basketball have had some really exciting region finishes where maybe you have the top dog but they get knocked off and it's like crazy. And then one year Skyview was at the bottom of that they were like third or fourth in region or maybe they were a 4 seed. They ended up winning the state title that year. You know, as as like the third or fourth team in region in region 11. I think it was still region 11 back then. Um but we've had some exciting finishes and I'm I'm really hoping we get that here, you know, where like the last couple of weeks um, in region, I know some teams will play like a non-region, which probably won't matter at all in the standings. It could affect the RPI. Yeah, it'll affect the RPI. I guess it won't affect, you know, who wins the region title because at that point it'll have been wrapped up. But I'm really hoping that last week of the season we have at least two games that matter. Maybe there's one game. I mean, I, I think you have the schedule. I don't know if any of, like, Skyview or Green Canyon or Original are playing each other in the last week. Um, I'd hope that maybe they are or... Let's see. Let me stall for time. uh, Well, do any of them play each uh, other?
2: Green Canyon plays Skyview. Okay, so like that
3: game, final week could really matter. Where maybe they're one and two or one and three, uh, either one of them in any one of those positions. Uh, Who does Ridgeline play that last? Uh, week?
2: Logan's playing uh, Ridgeline.
3: Ridgeline Logan. So, I mean, maybe that week, Logan's playing spoiler to Ridgeline, and Green Canyon Skyview are battling out. Maybe you know. Uh, maybe let's say Ridgeline like number one, and suddenly they get beat by Logan. Well, then suddenly that Skyview green hanging game means so much more. You know th- th- there's tons of possibilities there. Or maybe it's just Skyview one and two, and that's basically the region title game. there's if it's as open as we hope, that game in that last week could end up being an incredibly exciting game. It'll have so many consequences across multiple
2: games. Well, the other thing is, too, on October 7th, that's the last week of uh, region play, that's also the battle of the new coaches with uh, Coach Waite at Bear River and uh, Coach Visser at Mountain Crest. They'll face each other for the first time.
3: Yeah, and these guys are, you know, they'll be fighting to have improved seasons. They'll be saying, all right, who's, you know, maybe they're towards the bottom. They're saying, all right, we want to end off our season on a high note. We want to prove that we got better this season. Maybe they're both, you know. I mean, if Barry River wins a game, they'll technically be better than last season. But they want to prove, okay, we improved by like three or four wins. You know, maybe neither of those teams has a win in region at that point. That that's entirely possible. It's possible. Um, so,
2: and and uh, there's still uh, another game that they'll play on the shortened UEA week or the fall break. It's not UEA anymore. The fall break. Why don't they week. call it UEA anymore? I don't know. They just dropped it. They don't. What does that they even mean? They still have the break, which seems weird. But anyway, uh, everybody plays that uh, shortened week except Skyview, who has opted not to. That's always their gamble. Does it affect their? How much does that affect their RPI ultimate standings? So, uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm excited to see this uh, high school football season play out. Eight four one zero on our full court press text line. Do we get the high school pick 'em back this year?
3: I'd like to No, God, I think it. Jason
2: would do well at that.
3: <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I'm terrible at predicting games. I'm telling you now, like, maybe I can predict point spreads and things like that. I cannot pick games. I'm terrible at it. Uh,
2: it was a fun contest that we did for a few years. Uh, we included our friends from, uh, an expanded area. Um, Malad, your friends side, Preston, Bear Lake, <laughs> rich. So we want to make sure everybody in our broadcast area got some recognition. Um, you know speaking of west side that's another team that's just a program you know in their classification that is just a tremendous program that just reloads every year yeah they've and find new ways to win
3: they've well it's the same way to win every time it's defense and run the ball down their throats with that uh i forget. If it's uh, it's not a wing T it's more like a triple option i think I've only watched like one game, and I can't remember if they were using the wing T formation itself or a different, you know. It's an option heavy offense, whatever it's technically called.
2: Yeah, and they've had a lot of success with it. Multiple trips to state championships, multiple titles that they've won in their classification uh, deserve all kinds of accolades for their success.
3: I think they've even managed to get some kids up into, into the college ranks. I mean, despite being what, a 1A program? 1A or 2A?
2: I believe they're two A.
3: Yeah, I think I think two A. And I think they've got you know they have like two thousand yard runners on the regular, um, but I mean that happens when you pass twice a game. Yeah. Um, but I think they had a kid. I think they had a kid go to Idaho State. I um, uh, you think you're right. Yeah. So, yeah, really great program and Preston too. They've they've done pretty well. I had a couple of down years, I think, if I remember correctly, but they produce some good kids and some good football.
2: Yeah. Don't sleep on Preston. All right, timeout here in the full-court press. We'll continue the football discussion. Uh, Recently, uh, today, ESPN put out an article about coaches who could be on the move. Which coaches in the Mountain West, if they have another good season, potentially could be on the move and could be targets for Power 5 programs who need somebody who has a proven track record. So who are those coaches? A number of them in the Mountain West. Does it include Blake Anderson? And do you think it really could happen? We'll discuss that coming up next in about uh, three and a half minutes from now. Grab the mobile automotive. Uh, this He's on the go. He's qualified. He's certified. And he can get you back out on the road quickly. Uh, he's locally owned and operated. He knows what he's doing. And he can get your car fixed, get your air conditioner recharged. Uh, It's still hot. You still want to make sure your AC works. So if it's gone out or it's on the fritz, give Grantham Mobile Automotive a call. He'll come to you wherever your car is. You don't have to make an appointment to bring it into a shop that may sit there for who knows how long before you can get it back. And uh, Grantham Mobile Automotive, he'll come to you. Just call 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345.
1: Loveland Living Planet Aquarium takes us outside our everyday lives, into a world of discovery. It's a chance to explore our innate curiosity, discover animals from around the world, and experience the all-new outdoor plaza and eco. More to explore at Loveland Living Planet Aquarium. Reserve your visit at thelivingplanet.com.
0: Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10. It's tasty and quick. Elements' lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite
2: Munster Burger, casual or professional. Open Monday through Thursday, 1130 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, eleven. 30 to 9 p.m. Visit TheElementsRestaurant.com for
0: reservations today.
2: Don't get caught without power to your home or business. This is Tyler with Golden Spike Electric. We offer Generac backup generators to keep your home or business warm, avoiding frozen pipes, loss of valuable food, or even a flooded basement. Golden Spike Electric is certified and factory trained, so you know it will be installed right and properly maintained. Contact Golden Spike Electric so you'll never be without power again online at gsegenerators.com we also service other brands Golden Spike Electric and Generac power you can count on. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston I'm Lance Zollinger and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer you'll love the convenience if you're not a customer we'd love to have you open a new account with us or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC.
0: Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
2: France and Jason Walker here in the full court press filled the dreams game getting underway
3: yeah he was he was watching I guess just a, this is like a video on Twitter or whatever I, I just yeah. heard this classical kind of music playing over the, the little stereo got there off the board and I was like what are you listening to because <laughs> I don't necessarily recognize that music offhand because um, it gets the music from that that scene where they walk out of the corn
2: yeah the uh, coming out in the classic jerseys. What I didn't expect is that there were a bunch of just random people on the field just playing catch. I don't know if these are designated fans who got I'm the honor. I'm sure they paid money for that <laughs> or know somebody. And they're just there playing catch as these Major League Baseball players just emerge from the corn. They're like, oh, hey.
3: Okay, yeah, that kind of takes away from it because the cool thing about the first time they did that is the field's empty. There's just the one guy there staring around, and then it comes out, or, or they come out of the cornfield. Now you got these random people who are paying money so their kid can play catch on the field of dreams.
2: I guess what's cool, I didn't see this earlier, but uh, Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. came out to lead this uh, game of catch. So I guess it was a bunch of fathers and sons, sometimes fathers and daughters. And uh, hey, dad, you want to have a catch? That's kind of the big deal over the fill the dreams the real deal so cool to have ken griffey jr and his dad who's and his uh, ken griffey senior played for the reds for a lot of years yeah i guess i shouldn't be too cynical but i do
3: have a feeling that a lot of those people had to pay a lot of money for that <laughs> hopefully it was a charity thing where you know maybe yeah i do people who are maybe so deserving to have that kind of experience you know that'll actually live with them instead of just being some rich person's son
2: Pulling some people out of the crowd. Now that's cool. Good for them. They're they're trying to keep like
3: uniqueness in each one of these games, you know, to pull on that nostalgia. Cause we talked about it yesterday, where it's like, is the magic going to wear off? They're doing their best
2: to make sure that's not the case. So uh, you haven't seen the movie, so I can't have too many references here. But <laughs> yeah, I, tell you, I mean, in a future world, they're one, gonna go gonna right over my head. Have random uh, older doctors come out of the crowd. Out of the stands to help somebody who is choking on a hot dog on the field or something. Yeah, Hopefully sure. that doesn't happen to anybody.
3: Somebody eating a hot dog on the field. Joey Chestnut has an appearance. <laughs> He's playing first base.
2: <laughs> uh, we digress. Uh So <laughs> ESPN's Pete Thamel uh, put together a report. College football coaching carousel. Names to know for next wave of jobs. So... 72 coaching changes over the last three years in college football. A record 30 last year alone. So, invariably, if you're a coach, especially at what is referred to as a group of five level, and you have some level of success, you will be a hot target for a program that has a lot more resources, a lot more fan base, a lot more donor Base, you will be a target to uh, come in there and help take over a program that has higher expectations or is uh, needing a new voice. And so they put together their own list, kind of a a, a top ten of group of five coaches most likely to be on the uh, the target list if a Power Five program is looking for a new face. Uh, Jamie Chadwell at Coastal Carolina. Comes in at number one. Jeff Trailer at UTSA is number two. I get that. Makes sense. They've had some successful programs. Played well. They've flirted with the top 25 or been ranked in the top 25. Coming in at number three. uh, Three and four. A couple of coaches from the Mountain West. At number three, Blake Anderson. Uh... Huge turnaround last year from 1-5 and 5 to 11-3. and 3. Conference champion, L.A. Bowl champion. Knocked off two Power 5 teams in the process. If he has another successful season, would he be number three on the potential list of somebody to target if you're a power program and need a new coach? Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering
3: if this is like ranking like Actual, like, best to worst. Um, So it would be interesting to have him third. Um, Obviously, this kind of season really got him on the map. The way that 2018 got Matt Wells on the map. Because it's interesting because Matt Wells won, you know, he won nine games his first year, which then was a record for a first-year head coach Utah State. Or maybe tied. I think uh, there was somebody who won, like, seven or eight games back in, like, 1917. Um, and then Blake Anderson obviously kind of blows that out of the water with his 11. Um, so, and it put him on that more so than, uh, Matt Wells because he won nine and then 10, you know, 19 wins in two years, you'd think that'd get him up there. Yeah. And he didn't take a power five job at the end of that. And then he ends up staying because he wins six games the next year, then goes three, six. But then suddenly, and, and I imagine part of that, you know, 19 wins in two years was, oh, it's just. Gary Anderson's guys. Right, he's built. He just playing with Gary's guys. Yeah, so I think the fact that he managed to work his way back up and have that 2018 season, and also partly because, you know, they did win 9 and 10 games, but they didn't seem nearly as relevant as maybe that 2012 team that went 11-2, uh, and two, um, where they finished in the top 25 and, and you know, had a spectacular season. They got Gary hired somewhere else. Yes. Uh, you know, turning around Utah State that at that time was a garbage program. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this season is a lot like those 2018-2012 seasons where I put them on the map. They win the Mountain West. It was a spectacular story of turning the program around. So one more good season. It's almost surprising he didn't get hired away anyway. Uh, maybe there are some people who are thinking, well, maybe wait till he proves it. Although I think Blake might have mentioned that he had some offers. Um, I th- thought I heard that somewhere. I, I, I can't.
2: I mean, it wouldn't surprise me that he would Yeah,
3: I don't think there's anything public. Maybe behind the scenes people were offering him something. Maybe some of the lower-end Power 5 schools. Well,
2: there's 30 openings. Yeah. And you, you take a team that had only won one game the year before and turned it around to 11, you're going to get phone calls.
3: Yeah, definitely. And so I think one more good season, if they regress this season, that could leave people to shy away and say, all right, that was a one-off. And his best hope at that point would be to try and do what Matt Wells did, where you build back up to one of these get-you-on-the-map seasons, and
2: then he leaves. Well, I guess how would we define regress? Is 11 wins, that's a high benchmark. Yeah, probably like— is he, If he still gets this team to eight wins, is that considered regressing? If you're three years, three games off of what you won last year— because eight wins is still a successful season.
3: Yeah, possibly if they beat a Boise State or a BYU, if they have like a marquee win, a really good marquee moment, um, if if he develops a lot of guys and it may be close to all conference, he has you know a few stars. If Bonner ends up playing really well again, throws for like four thousand yards, sets records again, even if it's just eight eight wins, maybe that could put him over the top. Because oh, he you know got Logan Bonner to become a record-setting quarterback twice over. Um, so that's a possibility. If he ends up winning only six or seven games, maybe loses a bowl game, that could that's probably about where the line is as far as regressing and maybe teams shy away. But even if it's only eight or nine wins and they don't win the Mountain West Championship, if you see great play for some, from some players, they say, "Oh, he was able to reload, and he was able to coach really well, and he you know maybe gets another couple guys that start getting NFL attention." That's something that, I think, can catch the eyes. And I guess they can't really stand in the shoes of Power 5 teams. I don't always know what they look for. But, I mean, if I was a Power 5 team looking for a coach and I see Blake Anderson maintain most of the success he had, it would show that he's at least a decent coach who has what takes you to be a coach at any level because he can develop and recruit and coach and teach and whatnot.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it would make sense that he would be on uh, a lot of people's targets. Uh, if Utah State has a successful year this year, is he gone at the end of this year? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. I would hope that he could stick around if Utah State could find a way to keep him, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I've said this many times. I don't think we should be, you know, clutching our, our pearls and getting all anxious that he's going to be gone because we don't know. Let's enjoy what's going on right now.
3: Yeah, and if he has another Mountain West title or maybe close to Mountain West title season, he's going to get asked, and he's going to say, we can, we could all write his response out for him. We <laughs> could all that, do it.
2: And I think the thing to keep in mind with him, too, is here's a guy who's gone through a lot in his yeah. personal life, and for him and his family, I, I, I think stability is really important. And does that mean he's guaranteed to stick well, he, around here? No, he had stability at Arkansas State, though he did. But there were there were reasons that he left outside of that stability.
3: Yeah, there, there were. He, he and he was very open about that. But so not, not great things have happened to
2: here too. So it's like true. They didn't happen here, but while he was here, just to delineate. But yeah, I guess that that's true. But I think he's uh, at this point in his career that he. And and watching what happened to his very good friend, Matt Wells, the grass isn't always greener on the other side of the hill. Yeah. Well, he has that with Gary
3: and with, with Matt. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it's not even going super well for Craig Smith either.
2: Yeah, <laughs> true. He's got plenty of examples, contemporaries it feels around like, him.
3: It feels like assistant coaches have actually done very well leaving Utah State and being assistant coaches elsewhere. Head coaches, not so much. You know, there have been a lot of assistants from Utah State that go on to be Power Five assistants, very well respected. But yeah, head coaches haven't, and it it usually I don't know, it feels like it rarely works, where teams moving up from G five to P five work at least not nearly as much as lower G five to upper G five. There seems to be a better rate of conversion, largely because I think the game is similar, lower G five to upper G five, because it's still development you know, transfers, you're the underdog. You're not dealing with four or five star kids that want to play year one. And there's also not as much pressure. Like what's the difference in pressure between here and Kent state? Like, is there really much more pressure to win here than there is at Kent state?
2: No, nominal.
3: Yeah. So it's like, but you go from here to Wisconsin, like Gary did.
2: That's a huge, tremendous difference. So tremendous difference. So Blake, isn't the only one on this list. Um, he, as we mentioned, number three, and I don't, they just said, here are the top coaches to consider that could be making the move. So I don't know if it's most likely to be targeted to say that number one is the best. Number 10 is the worst. It's just who's most likely to be in consideration. So Blake Anderson comes in at number three. Who are the other coaches? There are a couple other mountain West coaches on this list. We'll take a quick timeout and reveal who they are and uh, how likely they may be to make that move um, and how likely it really is that they end up leaving or not. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. if you want to chime in. Plus, we'll get to our pick six for this weekend, the six things we think might happen coming up uh, this weekend in just a few minutes. Uh, Mountain West Motor is Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership at 615 North Main in Logan. A great selection of trucks and SUVs there. And the other thing that's really cool is that all of the vehicles on their lot have been specially customized. So go see what the customization packages they have on them to make it uh, suitable for however you plan to use the vehicle. Go check it out at 615 North Main or visit them online, mwmotor.com.
0: Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. The education assistance I received made it possible for me to be the first person in my family to go to school and graduate debt-free. That education helped get me to the first day at my dream job, a job that I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job, plus the other benefits possible from the Army National Guard, helped me become a first-time homeowner. Also, part of my role as a National Guard soldier means i know that i can be one of the first to respond and help my community if disaster ever strikes i'm extremely proud that i get to serve my community and that first step i took by joining the army national guard has made all the difference in my life talk to your local recruiter or visit nationalguard.com to find out what first are available to you in the army national Guard.
3: Sponsored by the Utah Army
1: National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. Summer is cruising by way too fast. It's already back to school time. Soon you're going to start experiencing many special places and events that you won't forget. Such as your first slide down Old Main Hill, attending Aggie football and basketball games, or a wild party at the Hal. And your first kiss on the Aggie Bowl. That might just lead to that extra special moment at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Cash Valley's Engagement Ring Store, where it's all about the romance. Just look for the bright green cars at 930 North Main Street. Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASE technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's A.C. running cold in no time. 435-229-4345. That's
0: 435-229-4345. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
2: Welcome back to Full Court Press, Eric Franson, Jason Walker. So coaches from group of five schools who could be targets for uh, more prestigious programs, more powerful programs. Uh, Blake Anderson coming in at number three on this list. Troy Calhoun from Air Force coming in at number four. He's been there a long time. Um, he has been... Mentioned from time to time for uh, several different uh, positions, even in the NFL, where he has had experience. Um, he's been uh, he's had double-digit wins for the past eight years. I mean, Coach Howdy Duty could be a target. See, I wonder,
3: like, because this is a guy that's at a you know one of the military academies. You know, it's just like Navy and Army where they. They tend to run, you know, the the, the option and run-based offenses where they're not throwing because they don't have the athletes. And so they run these kind of gimmicky is kind of what they are nowadays. That's kind of what they feel like. And they're able to succeed in a lot of cases because teams just aren't ready to defend them because they're used to uh, more modern offenses. And I, I don't know how much Calhoun's experience is based off of just knowing these this kind of offense so I don't know if he'd succeed if he went somewhere else and began running more modern things. Or, you know, I talked about at the, uh, the end of the last segment where it's like, okay, G5 guys, they know the game, so when they move from one Arkansas State to Utah State, they're playing the same game, just there's slightly more pay involved and it's slightly bigger stakes. But the the recruiting game and a lot of that is in the development is pretty similar. Like, how would you go from... At a place like Air Force, where he clearly has a system that works, he'd have to do it completely differently somewhere else. So I don't know if he'd be able to rep to again yeah, just do something completely different somewhere else. Now, elite skill or you know, the elite aspects of coaching carry over everywhere you go. So if he has those, he could do it. So I don't know how much of his success is built out is built off the fact that he just has a good system in Air Force, or is he just an elite coach and he's smart enough to go somewhere else, and just do it differently?
2: It's a it's a team that does have a unique style of offense in today's modern college football, but defensively they always play tough, and you don't have to have different unique concepts on your defense necessarily, and so. He does benefit from a certain level of maturity and buy-in and things that are um, higher priorities for his athletes yeah. than a lot of the other colleges and things they have to try to deal with. But I, I'm with you. I just don't know how he translates to another position, another job.
3: Yeah, and I feel like he's he's fine where he's at. And and one thing seven eight five four Texan. That's how gimmicky can it be if they're winning 10, 10 games plus a year? You have to execute. And that's what makes winners. And that is true. I, I, I use gimmicky because I maybe lack other words, but it is different. It's unique. And in a way, it kind of is gimmicky. It works because they do execute. And partly because when you're Utah State and you're preparing for a, a typical offense that throws the ball more than four times a game, suddenly you have a defense that's not ready to face this offense. You know, it's like when Miami started running the Wildcat. They beat Bill Belichick because Belichick was like, wait, quarterback that runs? You know, he hadn't faced that, he wasn't ready. But then but then everyone was ready and it died out because people knew how to defend it. People are still struggling how to defend because they have to keep reteaching it to everybody and, and I won't get into too deep. But There's
2: not many at this level to use that.
3: Yeah. So like Gimmicky is not the best word to use, but it does kind of describe the fact that they are just different, and that plays into their ability to use it, along with the fact that they obviously execute, and they do their jobs well.
2: Um, Number nine on the list, another Mountain West coach, Jay Norvell at Colorado State. Um, Look, he had some success at Nevada, and... uh, Seemed like there were expectations on that team that never quite got met. Um, with some of the returning talent that they had, I think there was a higher level of expectation on them last year, and they fell short. But uh, I think it became evident that part of the reason may have been here's a guy who knows how to coach; he just doesn't have the resources, and so he made what some thought was a lateral move to go to Colorado State, same conference. But Colorado State has a significantly higher level of of commitment and resources than what Nevada was, and so here he's kind of like a, a Blake Anderson in my mind. That I think he has to be at Colorado State for a few years before he may be a legitimate contender to move up to the Power Five ranks.
3: Yeah, I kind of thought of Blake Anderson as well as maybe if if Jay is able to just bump Colorado State up really, because you know they went. What three and nine last year? Um, and I'm trying to look at their their history. You know, like three and nine, they went one and three, four and eight. Like the last time they won, um, last time they went five hundred or better was 2017. They went seven and six. Last time they won ten games was 2014. So if he manages to flip them around, you know, if he were to win 11 games this season, it would be a lot like Blake Anderson, where suddenly he's jumping up that list, but maybe waits a bit. To actually make the jump. Kind of like how Blake Anderson may end up doing if he manages to win 9 or 10 games this year. So I, th- I think that comparison to Blake is actually decent if he manages to flip the Colorado State program
2: around. It would, it would be along similar tracks. I think Colorado State was a team that had talent. They just had coaches that didn't know how to coach. And they bungled so many things in so many different areas. You get a good coach in there. And they could become a good team pretty fast, yeah, but we'll keep an eye on Jay Norvell and how well he does there, but I might want to give him a, a year or two just to really see how does he how well does he coach with with more resources and more opportunities and better facilities so yeah interesting to note who's on that list from the mountain West. all right a quick uh, time out here in the full court press when we come back pick six. The six things we might happen, we see that could happen this weekend. We'll see how good we are at trying to predict the future. I'm apparently not as good with Jason nope. across the way. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll let you know things to watch for coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Are you a good
1: listener? Has anyone ever accused you of being a problem solver? Someone who likes to help others have success? If so, the Cash Valley Media Group would like to talk to you. Have you ever posted something on social media that had all your friends and family laughing? Have you ever fought off a bear? If so, let's talk, not necessarily about bears. We just think it will be a cool story. Here at the Cash Valley Media Group, we have a ton of fun helping businesses grow and we could use some more help. So if you or someone you know has marketing and advertising experience or any of the previously mentioned skills, please send your resume. To sales at cvradio.com. That's sales at cvradio.com. Or drop it off at our office Monday through Friday between 8 and 5. The Cash Valley Media Group is an equal opportunity employer and scared of bears.
0: Back to school time is here. You have a lot to do to get the kids ready, which includes new glasses. Crystal Vision can help. For a limited time, save 30% off frames and lenses for your child ages 18 and under. Plus, flex spending is due, so now is the time to get your order in. Send them back to school in style and save 30% off. Nobody has the style and fashion to choose from like Crystal Vision. Gold medal winner Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com i'm here with mark anderson from anderson seed and garden mark can you tell us a little about your experience with chem dry of northern utah you know our carpets get really dirty
1: at anderson seed and garden and we clean every january our timing is is kind of difficult i called daryl and he was amazing to work around our schedule they came in and cleaned our carpets they looked like brand new when they were all done and uh, they've just been amazing to work with 7, 5, 2,
0: 6, Join the show by calling 435 752 1069 or text 435 339 0321. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker.
2: Eric Franson, Jason Walker, and the Full Court Press. The six things we think might happen this weekend. Feel free to play along on your own. Shout it at the radio, what your answer would be. <laughs> so you won last week, as normal. So <laughs> you're gonna uh, you get to choose. You want to go first or you want to defer?
3: I think you went first last time, so I think I'll take uh, first pick today. Or maybe, I don't know. I'll just go first, whatever go happened. Uh, number one, uh, combined catches. Mine are all NFL preseason slash Aggie related. So ah, okay. uh, combined catches by Devin Tompkins and Derek Wright in their respective preseason openers, over-under,
2: 5.5. Ooh, Uh, Between the two of them, I'm going to go under.
3: See, I'm also going under.
2: All right. Uh, Tackles by Tipa
3: Nalliei. Over-under, 4.5. He'll presumably play for the Packers in their preseason opener. Same game as Jordan Love. Yeah. So over-under, 4.5.
2: I'm going to go with the over.
3: All right. I'm going the under. Okay. I All hope Teepa right. gets some good play. Yeah, me too. Uh, this is a bit complicated. Passes thrown by Jordan Love before he either throws an interception or a touchdown. So there's a number of pass attempts before one of those two things happens. Ooh. okay. Over, under 14.5, and a half, one qualifier. If he doesn't do either, like throw an interception or a touchdown, picking the over will get you that. Ah. If that makes sense. Okay,
2: interesting. Um, Even,
3: yeah. I'm going to take the under on okay. that. Okay. I'm almost taking the under. <laughs> I was hoping you'd take the over on that. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs>
2: my, my plan is, like, pick the under on all of mine. <laughs> I was trying to set the numbers so I could hit the under. All right, let's go with yours. Uh, I, so I'm going to go with Derek Wright. He's in one of mine. I'm, but I'm isolating it just him. Yards uh, on uh, when he plays against the Commanders. 12 and a half. Yards receiving. 12 and a half yards. i going to go over. I'm going to take the under. I hope I'm wrong. Okay, to the WNBA, Kelsey Plum points versus the Seattle Storm Sunday, one o'clock on ABC, uh, twenty-one and a half points. Mmm. Big matchup between two good teams. I'm gonna go over. Okay, I'm gonna take the under. Uh, and then interceptions thrown at the USU scrimmage. Let's cross all quarterbacks uh, who participate. Two and a half. That's, that's that's right where I set the line. Oh, that's a good one. Um,
3: I don't have much time to make this pick. Uh, I'm gonna go under. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. Uh, All I'm right, go the uh, secondary to show up. Okay, and so the tiebreaker. I picked this one. Predict the score: Falcons versus Lions. I've got twenty-four to ten.
2: Falcons versus Lions. Yeah, I chose
3: the worst one on purpose.
2: Uh, I'm gonna say eighteen to eleven. All right. That's I don't know how they get there. It's an interesting score. <laughs> but I'm gonna go eighteen to eleven. Alright. It's preseason. Wacky
3: things can happen. They do. Those kind of scores can happen in preseason, so
2: Alright, that's our pick six. We'll review it on Monday, see how well we did. Uh hopefully I can break the streak. Fingers crossed.